Good morning. This is Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten. So come on, pray with me. Heavenly Father, I call on you right now in a special way. It is through your power that I was created. Every breath I take, every morning I wake, and every moment of every hour, I live under your power. Father, I ask you now to touch me with that same power. For if you created me from nothing, you can certainly recreate me. Fill me with the healing power of your spirit. Cast out anything that should not be in me. Mend what is broken. Root out any unproductive cells. Open any blocked arteries or veins and rebuild any damaged areas. Remove all inflammation and cleanse any infection. Let the warmth of your healing love pass through my body to make new any unhealthy areas so that my body will function the way you created it to function. And Father, restore me to full health in mind, body, and spirit so that I may serve you the rest of my life. I ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Dear God, as I begin this day, let me turn my thoughts to you and ask your help in guiding me in everything I say and do. Give me the patience that I need to keep my peace of mind. And with life's cares, I hope, dear God, some happiness to find. Let me live but for today, not worrying what's ahead. For I have trust that you will see I get my daily bread. Give me courage to face life's trials and not from troubles run. Let me keep this thought in mind. Thy will, not mine, be done. And if some wish I do not get, though I have prayed to thee, help me to believe and understand you know what's best for me. I've failed you many times, I know, but when tonight I rest, I hope that I can kneel and say, dear God, I've tried my best. Amen. God's way day by day says, John chapter 15, verse 16, I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain abiding in God's love, listeners. Jesus reveals to us that we can never, never know any other way. And he enables us to do things that we could never, never do by any other source of power. Jesus teaches us not only God's commandments and how to apply them on this earth, but he empowers us to keep and to do God's commandments. He said to his disciples, I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. And whatever you ask the father in the name, in my name, he may give you. On what basis do we bear eternal fruit? 
on the basis of keeping his commandments and by loving one another as we abide in his love. Amen. And God's promises day by day. John chapter 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Jesus didn't live a material, didn't leave a material inheritance to his disciples. All he had when he died was a robe, which went to the Roman soldiers. His mother, whom he turned over to his brother John, his body, which he gave to Joseph of Arimathea, and his spirit, which returned to his father. But Jesus willed his followers something more valuable than gold, more enduring than vast land holdings, and the more to be desired than palaces of marble. Yes, listeners, he willed us his peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. You know, on some days, it's hard to be cheerful. Sometimes as the demands of the world increase and our energy sags, we feel less like cheering up and more like tearing up. But even in our darkest hours, we can turn to God and he will comfort us. Few things in life are more sad than a grumpy Christian. Christ promises us life of abundance and joy, but he does not force his joy upon us. We must claim his joy for ourselves And when we do, Jesus fills our spirits with his power and his love. How can we receive from Christ the joy that is rightfully ours? By giving him what is rightfully his, our hearts and our souls. And then we can share his joy and his message with the world that needs both. Start your day with prayer. Dear Lord, help me choose an attitude of cheerfulness. Let me be a joyful Christian, quick to smile and slow to anger. And let me share your goodness with all whom I meet so that your love might shine in me and through me. Amen. You can also discover the power of silence. Psalm 62, verse 1. Truly my soul silently waits for God. From him comes my salvation. The world seems to grow louder day by day, and our senses seem to be invaded at every turn. If we allow the distractions of a clamorous society to separate us from God's peace, we do ourselves a profound disservice. Instead, we should carve out moments of silence amid the sea of noise. If we are to maintain righteous minds and compassionate hearts, 
we must take time each day for prayer and for meditation. We must make ourselves still in the presence of our Creator. We must quiet our minds and our hearts so that we might sense God's will and His love. So even if your appointment book is filled from cover to cover, please make time for silence. You should always have at least one serious chat with your Creator every day. He deserves it. And so, by the way, do you. Nothing can calm our souls more or better prepare us for life's changes than time spent alone with God. Nothing can prepare us more. So start your day with prayer. Dear Lord, help me to remember the importance of silence. Help me discover quiet moments throughout the day so that I can sense your presence and your love. Amen. First Thessalonians 3, chapter, chapter 3, verse 12. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all. Listeners, Christ showed his love for us by willingly sacrificing his own life so that we might have eternal life. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We as Christ followers are challenged to share his love with kind words on our lips and praise in our hearts. Just as Christ has been and will always be the ultimate friend to his flock, so should we be Christ-like in the kindness and generosity that we show toward others especially those who are in most need. When we walk each day with Jesus and obey the commandments found in God's holy word, we become worthy ambassadors of Christ. When we share the love of Christ, we share a priceless gift with the world. And as his servants, we must do no less. Let no one come to you without leaving better and happier. Be the living expression of God's kindness. Pray with me. Dear Lord, today, let me share kind words in honor of your son. Today, let forgiveness rule my heart. And every day, Lord, let my love for Christ be reflected through my actions as I serve those who need the loving touch of the Master's hand. Amen. Amen. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Lots to unpack, but it's for our own good.
May these Bible trivia questions help you to refresh your biblical memory and inspire you to further study the glorious Word of God. Okay. The wind bloweth where it listeth, said Jesus to who? Nicodemus. What ran violently down a steep place into the sea and perished into the waters? A herd of swine. What was the name of the high priest's servant whose ear was cut off by Simon Peter? Malchus. What did a woman do to Jesus in the house of Simon the leper at Bethany? She anointed him with oil. In what city did Mary, Martha, and Lazarus live? Bethany. Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of what king? Herod. Which of the following disciples never saw a vision of the kingdom of God coming with power before they tasted of death? Andrew. What Pharisee gave a feast that Jesus attended? Simon. What was the name of the angel of the Lord who appeared unto Zacharias? Gabriel. Who ran to Jesus who ran to Jesus's empty tomb along with John? Peter. Where did Mary bring her newborn son when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished? Jerusalem. Who asked Jesus if they could be permitted to call down fire from heaven upon the Samaritans? James and John. Who rolled the stone closing Jesus' tomb? Joseph. Who said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water? Peter. How old was Jesus when he tarried behind in Jerusalem after having attended the Passover feast with Mary and Joseph. Twelve years old. The disciples were on a ship when a great tempest arose and covered it with waves. What was Jesus doing at this time? Sleeping. Judas Iscariot betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. What was 30 pieces of silver equivalent to 
in those in Old Testament times. The price of a slave. In what town was Jesus born? Bethlehem. What was the name of the member of the Sanhedrin who was a secret disciple of Jesus and who asked Pilate for the body of Jesus? Joseph of Arimathea. When Jesus descended from the Mount of Transfiguration, he was greeted by who? A man who sought the healing for his epileptic son. Amen. Just a little trivia for you, and certainly, hopefully, it will encourage you to read and study your Bible some more. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Always a fun time on the podcast. In the beginning, there was Genesis. Chapter 21, verse 22 said, God is with you in everything you do. How awesome to think that God is with you in everything you do. And thinking about what this really means is amazing. We are never alone, listeners. Never without help. Never without someone to talk to and never without guidance. Loneliness is a widespread problem in our society and we can even be with people and still feel lonely if we feel misunderstood or unaccepted. But God understands us and accepts us because we are in Christ. So thinking about this makes me feel safe and cared for. Hopefully, it makes you feel that way, too. Emmanuel is one of Christ's names, and it means God with us. We are God's home, and he is our home. If we abide in him, we can ask him what we will, and he will do it. And when we abide in him, we will bear much good fruit. So as you go about your day today, think and whisper to yourself, God is with me. Gaze up to heaven. Father, I am amazed to know that you are with me in whatever I do. Help me to keep this wonderful truth in mind and enjoy good fellowship with you all throughout this day and tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. We have joy, but we will not experience it fully unless we stop doing things that dilute or hinder it. The devil tries to make us joyless, but we do not have to let him succeed. And here are five sample ways to keep joy today. 
and then you apply it every day. First, remember that your thoughts are very important. Don't worry, don't fret, don't be anxious about the future. Instead of reasoning, which leads to confusion, you gotta trust God. Second, don't become entangled or meddle in other people's business. We all have enough to attend to and we should not waste our time in situations that do not concern us. Please learn to pick your battles and don't make a big deal out of little things. Third, learn to forgive quickly for your own sake. And when you sin, be quick to repent and don't waste time feeling guilty about something God has forgiven and forgotten. Fourth, be positive in your thoughts. Be positive in your words. Be positive with your attitude and your joy will overflow. Finally, live one day at a time because God gives us grace for each day, but not until that day comes. So go ahead and enjoy today fully. Amen. Pray with me. Father, I am sorry for the joyless days that I've spent because of wrong thoughts and attitudes. Forgive me and teach me how to experience full joy in you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Emmanuel. In Jesus' name, amen. And God's purpose for your life. Let's read it, shall we? <laughs> okay. Yeah. The love in discipline. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6. Those whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. Raising my hand. <laughs> Raising my hand. God will always do what is best for you. And if you really believe this, you will trust the Lord even in your most difficult trials. The enemy who works to undermine your trust in him, however, often takes advantage of adversity by calling the Father's motives into question. He whispers, if God really loved you, he wouldn't have allowed this to happen. The enemy wants you to associate the sting of spiritual discipline with the lack of divine caring. Not true. The opposite is true. Jesus loves you with an unshakable, sacrificial, everlasting love and his, dis his discipline 
is actually evidence of your membership in his family. How about that? The reason is clear, listeners. God cares for you so much that he will not allow you to stay as you are. Instead, he wants to transform you into the likeness of his son and help you mature in your faith. Always, always, always remember that the Lord is omniscient. He sees the end from the beginning and knows exactly what fruit will come from the challenges you face. Although you may not understand his reason for allowing certain hardships, your difficulties are evidence that God is still working on you and that the best is yet to come. So trust him, listeners, and please don't lose heart. Jesus, I know you love me and want me to grow, okay? I repeat that, Jesus, I know you love me and want me to grow. I believe, Lord, I believe it. So help me to persevere and most importantly, to grow. Amen. Help me grow, Lord. Amen. Jesus, thank you for fulfilling all that was written for inscribing my name in your book of life. Amen. What people don't realize is that God is making a way for their names to be permanently penned in the Lamb's book of life. And when you accept Jesus as your Savior, what had been written from the foundation of the earth is inscribed in heaven eternally. You become part of his story forever, and therefore, you can have confidence that whatever he has written for you will certainly come to pass. Amen. The Savior has been foretold from the foundation of the world, affirmed at the fall of humanity, reported by the prophets, and etched into every heart of Israel. It could only be Jesus. Only he fulfilled all that had been written. And when the time came for him to be born, everyone in the known world was required to register their names for the temporary kingdom of Rome. So second to the crucifixion and resurrection, the most important event in history, wrapped in the humanity of the lowliest setting, was the moment that God came to earth to provide for our salvation. And in that instance, a multitude of prophecies were fulfilled, prayers were answered, and hopes were indeed realized. Amen.
Listeners, it's still a good season for us to get into God's good grace, for us to stay in God's good grace. We are following his word. We are reading his word. We are speaking his word. We are learning his word. So it is all coming on us and it is changing our hearts from the inside out. Jesus loves us and all he wants us to do is to love our brothers in return. Stop letting the devil get a stronghold. Stop him. He comes to destroy, to tear down, to diminish, and ultimately to break our hearts. Don't let that devil break your heart. Put on the armor of Jesus, get up, and be ready for battle. And God meets us at the door. Thank you for coming to pray with me. It's been amazing. It's been joyous. It has been a blessing. See you tomorrow. Bye for now.